Warning, what you are about to hear is born of long years of deep friendship, shared experience, brutal honesty, and the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Please, do not walk up to the first black or white person you know and start this sort of banter. It will not end well. That's the, that's the blindness of whiteness, right? And, 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 and this goes back to what we were talking about in terms of you got to be something more than do something, right? Because Pepsi wanted to do something years ago. And they came out with this ad where she going to stop police brutality with a damn can of Pepsi. And they wondered why they got so much backlash. You got so much backlash because you had Aunt Jemima still. That, that's, that's interesting, putting it to the, to the do versus be. I, I still, I'm like, I don't want to lose the, the action that, right? That like, on the one hand, I, I just, I don't want to lose the part where while, while you're working on being, and by all means work on being. Right. But, but to do something that actually makes some change. As part of your, I mean, even you wrote the other day about, about the, the, um, the justification by faith alone, right? The, the sort of what you thought was like a white supremacy of justification by faith and the separation from works. And so, um, yes, you have to work on being and theosis and, and the Eastern church. And I know nothing about that. Um, except the word to throw it out there and know that you've been telling me about it for years, but like, (laughs) You know, I, I just I don't want to lose that because for so long we all the white folks have just been sitting there pretending to be being or pretending to understand or or quote unquote trying to understand but but not doing anything about it. Yeah, but the problem has been every time whiteness has done, it tends to make the situation worse. There's an argument for that. There's a solid <laughs> argument for that. <laughs> Okay, but and 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 part maybe part of what is going on now that is different, right? Is that it's it's white people doing in um in submission to under black leadership, right? Like if if but what is it really doing, in submission to? Well, no, but not yet. But, right. but it's closer, right? I mean, like I I, I let, let me not say no or yes. I don't know, right? Because nobody's leading the movement. It's 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 distributed. It's organic. All that stuff. At least it, in this case, we're closer to that, right? Like there there is black there is public black imagery leadership example that that we can fall into and 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 model. We and think it's not just we think. And here's why I say we think because um I was talking about this whole VP choice, right? And they're looking at, of course, everyone says that he needs to, cho- Joe Biden needs to choose a black woman. And there you have the problem right already. It's already been decided by the powers that be that what we need now is a black woman. They gave us a black man before to pacify us. It worked for eight years and now all hell broke loose and now we need to put a black woman up. And that's all that's happening. We're putting a, white power is putting forward a black woman. It's not like black people have decided this is the one, this is the person that we, if you want to get our vote, this is who we want you to look at. That's not the argument. Whiteness is saying, here's the black face that we're going to give you and you should be happy that we chose this black face. 
See, it's a black woman. You should be happy. Well, first of all, it hasn't even happened yet. Um, we yeah, but even all of the far. all of the all of the front runners, except for Elizabeth Warren, are black women, and it is, and, and and they are completely flawed black women. Well, everybody's flawed. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, they are quintessentially flawed because they are they are being chosen not just because they're blackness, but especially in these times of police brutality. The two top ones, Kamala Harris and Val Demings, are being chosen mm -hmm. not just because they are black women, but be also because they have law enforcement backgrounds. Both of them have terrible records when it comes to policing. The Orlando Police Department ain't no safer because Val Demings was the chief of police. She didn't institute any of the reforms that they're talking about now. Kamala Harris failed to prosecute cops who were abusive. So all that we're giving is the trappings of people who are black people who were involved in law enforcement and now they're saying the right things. And so even though they didn't do the right things when they were in power, when they were afraid to be black when they were in power, they didn't want to upset the status quo and go against whiteness when they were in positions of power. Now, because they're saying the right things at an appointed time, having been put on stage by whiteness, now black people are supposed to trust that. Well, no, I don't think black people are supposed to trust that. I, th I think black people are just supposed to accept it as the, as the only and maybe best only alternative they have. White people are supposed to trust that. Exactly. Even worse. Even worse. Even worse, we know we're not supposed to trust them. We know that we're just being pandered to. You ain't got it's no like, other, it's, it's no like, other choice. It's like the Democrats kneeling in the damn kente cloth. And I'm like, which one? We need answers. The black community should want answers. Which one of y'all dumbass Negroes told these white folks that this was a good idea? Because you know, one of them nigga congressmen told Nancy Pelosi, this is what we need to do. Or are you telling me that all y'all told her this was bullshit and she decided to do it anyway? One or the other of those things happened. Probably the best thing for black America right now is to leave y'all alone. I'm not saying y'all don't need to do this work. Yes, the work needs to be done. But not for the sake of black lives. The work needs to be done for the sake of white lives. I'm like, white lives well matter. Y'all need to understand, there's no way to get to heaven with this sort of definition of whiteness. Can't, can't get there. It's impossible. Right, and that's a step that hasn't, that hasn't been taken yet, right? In, in some respects, you have whiteness now saying, at least some portion of it, some portion of whiteness saying Black Lives Matter. You, you've, you've always had a, a small minority of people who've been out there, right? And... And now you've got more. You've got more numbers. You've got more people who are out in support of black life, right, but who do not yet see it, arguably see it as um, something that is is inherent about their own lives, like that, that, they, that they themselves are, that we ourselves are in peril. And that's the thing. That... Because if that had happened, 
just like with COVID, just like with everything else that has threatened white life, if, if that happens, then we would actually change. A long time ago, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because mm -hmm. then whiteness understands why do I need to get involved with this? We keep trying to What's give white folks empathy for, for the black and brown struggle. And that empathy is always and only momentary. As soon as we get to a point of stasis, that empathy goes out the window. But white, white people live with whiteness every day. We keep trying to get them to understand blackness. We're trying to get y'all to understand blackness and what it's like to live as a black man or a black woman. Don't need to understand that. You are white every day. Understand what your witness as a white person and what you have done to help define or redefine or uphold or maintain or change the definition of whiteness into something that could get your progeny into the kingdom of God. Right now, if you aspire to be white, you aspire to go to hell. Because the quintessential definition both? of whiteness is rape and pillage. Mm. Steal. Take. Lord it over. Oppress. Dominate. Can we do both? Can can we can we work both to develop empathy and understanding of of blackness and while we um, do the internal work to to understand whiteness man i don't know i don't know brother we're good at multitasking I, I, I we mean. haven't proven to be <laughs> we haven't proven to be we think we're good at multitasking we ain't proven to be multi good at multitasking How do yeah, we, I, don't, I, I, I don't know, brother. How do we surrender? How far back does the does the fast? How deep does the fast go? Right. I mean, no, no, nobody in elected office, nobody writing policies. Everybody resigned from Congress. No white bishops, no white priests. Like how how deep does does the fast go? I didn't even thought. Well, about I, that. I, I wouldn't even say like no white bishops, no white priests or anything like that. I would say the fast is fast from fast from pretending to know anything of use to anyone else. So we can show up if black truly black leadership has said this is where you show up and this is what you do. Bring your yeah. bottle of water, I mean, look, stand over here and hand it out. It's like exactly. It's like my mom even pointed out to me, white folks have taken over the protests in, in Seattle. White liberals have come in and taken over. The, whatever white folks show up, whether because of white supremacy or black inferiority, ultimately what happens is an ascent to whiteness. And that work of submitting to black authority, to, to stepping out of the path of black power, of... of let alone encouraging and supporting a strong black identity. Let me get you started on that again. Um, is is something we have repeatedly demonstrated we are unwilling to do. Mm-hmm. 100%. In the world, in the country, in our neighborhoods, in in church. Look. 
How everything, does this tie? everything is through and through. Whiteness carries the authority of definition. That's why Adam got to be white, because then it justifies white power being the ones to determine and name everything and define everything. Mm. So, so how does that, because I know you don't like black liberation theology. How, how does that tie to this, this concept, this idea of, of the ontological blackness of God, that of Christ being, you know, inherently black and, and depending on how you define that, et cetera, et cetera. But that, that seems to be the, ultimately the, at least one way to look at this definition right that would that would challenge white folks to to actually surrender to actually give up to engage in a in a new way to really i mean heck with heck with all this little stuff like let's not you know while we're engaging our own whiteness let's let's go for the whole kit and caboodle right that that our concept of god is wrong that that's where it has to come to me at least you know to be clear that Western Christianity is heretical. It's <clears throat> got to be heretical. When you look at the, the witness of Western society, of European society, if we are honest critiques of the degradation to humanity that has been wrought by white society, how can of society that 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 swears upon its judeo-christian values and that's why everyone has to submit that's why china gotta gotta go our way that's you know because our judeo-christian values make us so great again i was talking to bishop Sauls, and i was talking about 1054 you know um and he was talking about even before that and i, and I agree with him too he's like constantine yeah right you know this whole this whole Western society, Europeans have always looked at Christ as a means for conquest. If I'm Christian, that means I can triumph. What church isn't heretical? I mean, what, what faith doesn't have in it, and certainly in its practice, heresy, when we're talking about an infinite God and a, and a finite fallen, well, okay, fallenness not necessarily inherent in a lot of Eastern tradition, right? But, when we are inherently talking about an infinite God and a finite human being, I mean, there's always going to be heresy. There's always going to be flaw. Right. So what alternative is there, right? It's, it, it's, it's not that we can stop practicing Western Christianity. And instead, if we only practiced Eastern or Ethiopian or Greek Orthodox, or like it's, it's it's flawed so we have to we have to repent and reconcile and and redeem but there's not an easy sort of stop doing this and start doing that i mean there there is because that is repent you stop doing this and start doing that you know i think the issue is we keep trying to hold on to what we've established because it's got to be redeemed. Because we can't be we can't be as bad as we look. No, it's really mm. that bad. It's really that damn bad. And 
until we get to the point where we, we, we want to throw it away. We're not going to get where we need to be. Count it all as loss. Right. There you go. There you go. Peter Rollins, um, a theologian and author, I don't remember out of where these days, but years ago published like how not to speak of God, how to how to an encouragement and a theology that recognizes that that our concept of God is not God, that our mm -hmm. language of God is not God, that that we have to remember that Christianity was founded as, and we were the atheists. Christians were the ones who had rejected the the pantheon of of Roman um, you know, state-sponsored religion. We were the atheists. We were the ones who didn't believe in the gods. Right. Um, and to reclaim this this freedom and power in in submitting the the humility to say that what we believe of God isn't, and so in that sense is wrong, is is flawed, is incomplete at the very least, and needs to be redeemed needs to be made bigger needs to be expanded certainly needs to be surrendered and see what happens right right exactly exactly i mean we gotta at least want to try that right like no we don't hell no <laughs> man it is it is scary enough just thinking about leaving our freaking walls, like it is scary enough walking outside, like let alone like tearing uh, the what feels like tearing down the walls of our faith. No, we don't want that. We, no, nobody wants that. We don't want that. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> That's that is scary. I mean, we're scared. Look, you want to talk about white fragility again, man. We are scared of the smallest thing. We're scared to move the pew, take out a pew. We're scared to move the bookcases or or the organ. We're scared to play different music. Like we're scared when somebody else, when someone new walks into the church, we're scared that they're going to take our place, our pew, our our power, our everything. I mean that that's right, that's the that's the fundamental nature of white supremacy that <laughs> that it it is it is fear in us of loss of all of this. We're afraid to lose our own place, let alone God's place. Mm -mm. No, we don't need that. No, <laughs> no. But then we the get syrup. back to the what's the hope? The we give up Aunt Jemima, but but we and even that was that was like eighty years coming, right? Like eighteen ninety, I think that brand was founded, right? Like it took us it took us a what? Oh, let me do the math. A hundred and thirty years to give up Aunt Jemima. We ain't definitely not giving up white Jesus. But that's the all thing, right. though. That's the thing. Until until we do, and that's we, all of us, because black folks are, 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 are the biggest proponents of white Jesus. Mm. Until we do, we, we ain't got a chance. We, we ain't got a chance. Make a way where there is no way. That's what I need right now. The, that's that's the only thing I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to because that's all that I got left. Because it doesn't feel like there's a way forward. It feels too scary. It feels too big. Um, somebody somebody got to make a way where there is no way right now. Well, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, 
That's what we got to look for. But we know that the Lord makes a way. That's I hope what, that's what he said. You know, away from no way. Um, Find a way in the midst of fear to claim that promise. But I mean, that's 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 the life of faith when that's the faith that was accounted unto Abraham as righteousness. Right. I mean, for him, it looked like there was no way. What the hell are you telling me? I'm going to have a child. I'm already 100 years old. I'm going to move in my old age. I'm going to move from this land where I know everybody to some land I don't know. You know, to finally be given this child and be told that you got to go kill this child. You know, in the midst of an impossible situation to, to, to find a way, to believe that there is a way, to follow the way. So you tell us out there in podcast land, out in the world, those of you who are marching, those of you who are not marching, those of you who are calling your congressman and those of you who are calling your congresswoman and and are you, how are you holding on to finding a way where there is no way? How do you face up to the fear of losing everything that whiteness has built and the, and the anxiety to let go, to trust in a promise of God that says, go to a land that I will show you and there you will be blessed because I'm having a hard time. You can just look at my life. I'm having a hard time, just like the rest of us all. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, you know, it's, I'm thinking about the, 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 the lectionary, and I know you were rapping, man, but you know me. <laughs> I think about the lectionary for, for, for this coming week as we sit to record this and, you know, just thinking about Jesus's promises to us, right? Like, a teacher is not a, a student is not above their teacher, you know, like mm -hmm. if they call the master of the house bills above, what will they say about you? You know, um, and Western Christianity is a Christianity of privilege and stature. It's a Christianity where the disciple has transcended the master, where the disciple comes to expect a better life in this life than that of their master, of their Lord. You know, that somehow by becoming Christian, um, we, we will be, you know, earthly conquerors and earthly rulers and, you know, um, mm. all kinds of things. But Jesus himself said, if they call the master of the house bills above, 
what will they say to you? He was like, you will be pulled before leaders, before the synagogues, before governors, before, you know, before state leaders, before religious leaders. You will be pulled before them. Everyone will betray you. Everyone will say all kinds of stuff about you. They will run you out of town. If you if you can't get received in this town, flee to the other. If you go to a house, let your peace stay in you. Uh, let your peace stay in the house until you leave. But if your peace does not stay, take it, shake the dust off your sandals and keep it moving. You will not go through all the towns of Israel until the, before the Son of Man comes. You will be chased all over the place. That's what the Lord promised us. So then, you know, how do you see the way? The way forward in the midst of this morass? How do you see the way forward? How do you identify the way, the truth, the life? And really consider is the way that is being preached to us, whether it's prosperity gospel, mainline gospel, black liberation gospel, whatever it is in the West, the way that is being pre presented to us, is it not a way that is seeking favor with man? Is it not a way that aligns us with Babylon, trying to appease Babylon, trying to make peace with Babylon, trying to reconcile ourselves with the oppression? as if our oppressors will be our vindicators, as if our oppressors will be our liberators? Or do we have a faith that points us to the reality that the oppressor will be the oppressor? Maybe the oppressor will take his foot off of our neck for a little while, but oppressors gonna oppress. And only one is the Lord. Only one is our God. Only one is good. Only one is just. And will we start pointing ourselves to the just one, to the one who is truly just? Or will we keep hoping that we will find another just one who is equally or sufficiently just? That's where, that's, that's where I'm at, brother. That's what I, what I look to and hope the church can point people to. Um, the one who alone is just. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I think there's there's something there. Not now, but later. <laughs> that idea of of I don't know. There's a lot of resonance for me in the in the being better than the master, right? Like problematic as, as some of that language is, but to to expect a life better than Jesus and that, you know, we've taken life abundant and and thought, I know I've thought that Jesus didn't have abundant life, right? I've thought Jesus, G Jesus didn't have abundant life. Jesus had hard, challenging, difficult, painful life wow. and so my expectations are that i will have a better life than jesus did and that's that's a hell of a thing right like yeah. the audacity of the claim that he who is life did not have an abundant life mm -hmm. i mean that's that, that's what we all think you know what i mean like he was oppressed he didn't have this abundant life means that we're supposed to live lavish. We're supposed to at least live on easy street, that we're supposed to, 
you know, at least have what he had or better than he had or, you know, whatever. Well, we and we wouldn't articulate. I wouldn't articulate it that way. No, we, we wouldn't. Artic- we wouldn't claim that. No, we wouldn't. And, but that's how we live. Yet, well, you're right. That's that's how we live in the and and in response to this kind of fundamental view that that resonates with how we how we've viewed every other culture that we've gone over, like this pity. You know, oh, the third world countries. Oh, I mean, all the language that we've applied, all the shithole countries, right? Like right. All, all those poor people, the assumption that that oppressed people can't have, don't have abundant life. And and the pity that we've been, the the compassion, the empathy that we tried to start with, with Jesus, that that has that has morphed into a pity and 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 that long term has become an excuse um a a foundation on which to build you know the shifting sand foundation on which to build a life that that Jesus wants better for us and not not appreciating you know uh Kelly Brown Douglas talks about this right when when uh, white slaveholder christianity was all about the great by and by it was all about the afterlife when we've missed the life of Jesus We've missed a definition of abundant life that w- couldn't we engage with his life about right. abundant life? Right. That, that what was abundant about wandering, I mean, with someone who had no place to, to lay his head, no home. The fox right. has a hole, right? But I don't. Right. And yet, was there still abundant life? How could there not be if if love and life in light incarnate was walking around? Exactly. Exactly. So we've completely misconstrued what abundance in life is or abundance of life is and now we're so wrapped up in all of all of that that we're so afraid to give it up which denies us go. the abundant life we believe lord help our unbelief amen thank you for listening to racial heresy be sure to visit our website racialheresy.com to post your questions comments and feedback and to share your own stories of life as a racial heretic. Want to hear more? You can find past episodes of Racial Heresy on iTunes and the Racial Heresy website. Want to hear even more? Invite Racial Heresy to speak at your conference, council, church, training, or event. Email us at ebonyandivory at racialheresy.com or visit our website for information on speaking.